Welcome to this week's episode, everyone. I am very much looking forward to presenting this episode to you, and it's for a couple of reasons. I've had some insight this weekend, and something that I feel came to me was this impartation that we think it's easier to have an answer. And the reality of living in this world is that there are many answers, it seems, and there are also no answers. So when we're going through life's trials and tribulations, it can seem easier to find someone who seems to have an answer, whether it's a physical answer, whether it's an emotional answer, whether it's a process or a practice or a diet or a supplement. And the reality is that we can absolutely use some of these pieces of information and and people's processes as tools. And just like we can use food as tools, just like we can use um, indigenous medicine as tools, just like we can use pharmaceuticals as tools, these are all progressions in the development of life and the development of our psyche and not because we're making the right decision but just because we are exploring and being curious and I think this week's guest is incredibly interesting because she has formulated a practice a set of tools to help refine the manifestation mystical mind to seek and bring in that which feels most connected to one's soul. And I think that her practice is very interesting. I think it's very useful. I think her mindset is very focused and she's also come up with language for her her processes and her program. And I think that's very interesting too because some of the most Incredible life experiences, as we know, cannot be described in words. I think that we're finding more and more that our language is is very limited. It was created in this sort of practical sense of living and in this limited state of mind, through this limited state of mind, perhaps, this language was created. And so we're finding now, now more and more that there are limitations to our expressing experiences that... Um, are beyond the physical and, and beyond the limitations of this world. And Lacey Phillips of Free and Native, who is this week's guest, actually has kind of created somewhat of a language to describe her manifestation technique and process. So if you're unfamiliar with any of the terminology that she uses, it's probably because she's using it in her own way, which I think is wonderful. So my message for you this week is mostly to... See if there's something that you have held on to that you believe you believe in. See if there's one or two things that you can open your heart to experiencing in a different way, to maybe bending those stringent rules of understanding, to maybe breaking open that set of circumstances that you have always adhered to to as truth. And I ask that you do that because I think it's one of the most important processes of our human evolution is to be able to be open-minded. 
in ways that we have never before felt comfortable in doing so, whether that's through religion, whether that's breaking the practices of the ways that we've been raised by our parents, whether that's believing that a certain food or diet is um, necessary and important for you to adhere to for the idea of health, whether that's a morning routine that you think sets up your day with perfection. If there's one thing that you could connect to while I'm saying these words and be courageous enough to let go of the strict adherence to that program, to maybe connect instead to yourself in the present moment and say, what is it that I need right now? What is it need that I need to hear? What is it need that I need to listen to? What is it that I need to eat? What is it need that I need to explore? What is it that I need to have fun doing? Instead of falling backwards into past programming of what you've always done, let's see if this week we can be open-minded into doing something that we never have before, just by way of being present, mindful, and connected. Enjoy this episode, everyone. You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Raw Talk with Sheena. I have an amazing guest that I have been so, so, so excited to connect with. And I thought that we'd have an opportunity to connect in person, but it turns out we're connecting in a way that feels really comfortable and grounded for both of us. We're both recording in our homes, and um, this message is being recorded on the second week of March. I'm so excited to introduce Miss Lacey Phillips of Free and Native. Hi, Lacey. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Actually, a few friends recently are like, um, I think it was Lee was like, Sheena told me that I have to fast on airplanes. And um, (laughs) my friend Katie of Let It Out was like, yeah, you told her her constitution, you know, her dosha. And so I've been really excited to talk to you. So nice to finally see you and really connect and see your eyes. You look like you don't belong in this planet you're so beautiful (laughs) and structurally perfect that it's like it's 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 uncanny but you're so you're so amazing (laughs) and um just by connecting you know over the internet and through instagram there are so many similarities that i've found with you and that i know my listeners will find with you and the first lazy just to kind of get into your story kind of quickly um is that i wanted to start with sort of your physical journey and your physical progression to coming to a place which now i'm I'm really happy to hear is a very grounded and healthy spot. But yes, this started um, a long time ago. And I'd love for you to give us some information on kind of what motivated you to begin changing the physical aspects of of your health. Um, It's really interesting, because I don't operate as a physical person first, I'm very heady, I'm very Aquarius, uh, and just like, like in the clouds. So um, it's hard to actually 
answer things from a physical perspective. Even when I recall stuff in my life, um, it's never by scent or uh, anything. It's memories. So it's all in the head. Um, So my body, um, it's been a really long journey. I think 26 or 7, I started having quite a bit of endocrine issues that I didn't even know what was going on. I think I went down all the rabbit holes of like, it's candida, like all the wellness yes. you know, stuff. And and then I was like, no, no, it's, it's hormones and adrenals and all that stuff, which I guess is quite popular now too. Yes. Um, were there specific things that were happening that you couldn't avoid that you had to say, okay, there's an imbalance here and I need to focus on it? A thousand percent. It really started out slow and then really got intense. So for a year um, in my Saturn return, I was working for a preschool and it was one of the most like toxic faculty environments I've ever or environments in general I've ever been in. Um, and so things would happen there all the time. Like uh, my I would crash severely at around one o'clock and couldn't find the energy. I would stand up and be dizzy was a really big thing. I was having intermittent sleeping, so I would wake up at three and couldn't go back to sleep. I was getting rashes on my legs. Um, that was a big thing, uh, kind of. I mean, I never really went to a doctor for it. I just kind of figured out what healed it, but I assumed that it was psoriasis is what it looked like. Um, how else was it showing up? Bloating. That was huge, a really terrible PMS. Um, all sorts of different angles of that were tough. Uh, you know, bowel movements were really tricky. Um, yeah, I mean, the list goes, it's kind of hard to remember because most of it's pretty imbalanced now, but there was a point where, I, and it was one of those things where I, I was thinking, who, like, who can really help me with this? You yes. know, I mean, I guess I could go to a functional doctor and pay so much money that I didn't have at the time um, or a naturopath. And even when I would go to people, I mean, they just started looking at all the wrong places where I'd be like, you're not my person. You're not my person. So it really became a very self uh, inquisitive journey to figure out how to balance that myself. Right. And I totally resonate with that because as you begin healing, you forget how much you've overcome. But at the same time, it feels almost like when you're at a chrysalis point in your life that so much needs to change. Oftentimes what goes through my mind is, okay, I don't have an option to not change my life at this point because I'm receiving so much physical feedback that things are out of alignment. And so I always kind of go to start with that as the ta- as the beginning point of the conversation because for some reason I feel that as humans, unfortunately, we're not continuously tuning in to avoid that separation. And, and so what happens is we get to the point where we're so far separate that you can't look away. And so I knew that there would probably be some things that in your life mimic that, like you just described. So, um, so how did you begin transforming that experience of health? personally. Yeah, it was like one thing at a time. And honestly, manifestation actually plays a role in that because 
what I would do, especially not having money at the time, is I would call in on a list, like show me the book, the healer, the person, uh, send me the thing I need right now, please. Like I remember just like begging on the ground, please send me, send me. And so what started showing up were um, I started getting pings to study herbalism. I started making infusions. All of the minerals I was depleted on were incredibly helpful. Um, discovering woman code was like the first Bible of all Bibles to finally help me because it finally dealt with blood sugar stability. Whereas at the time, I think I woke up and had a green smoothie and I would then have like a whole cup of green tea, like the worst things for me on the planet uh, yes. for my personal constitution. Uh, I wasn't eating in a stabilized fashion. So it was really discovering um, blood sugar stability Discovering minerals was huge for me. Starting to understand how to supplement properly, a big thing was taking myself out of circumstances because I am such a sensitive individual that weren't serving me. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it was like the list goes on and on. I'm still there, like figuring out stuff that helps everything be more optimal. And it's much more emotional and spiritual at this point because I think the physical really can only go so far. Um, and then you have to start really tapping into what created all this? Like really, where's the emotion at, you know? So I, I went, saw, the whole, yeah. mm -hmm. I did the food and then I went the whole, uh, you know, like supplementation route. And then I really started to work into the emotional component, which has been probably the more powerful of them all. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm kind of at today with it. How did that processing begin? How did you begin going from a place of, okay, I'm going to physically start healing my problems to I need to start figuring out the purpose and, and the journey of my life so that it's in alignment with my health and well-being? Yeah. Um, oh God, that's such a layered question. Or There's so many layered answers. I so the physical came really quickly. I that was like a no brainer. I was I've always been you know very versed in nutrition, and so um, I think once those things kind of ran their course and could only help so much, that's when I started to go, okay, so I really do need to change environment and I need to change emotional. Um, and so when I did leave my last preschooling job, I had that was like when I kind of really knew my manifestation process, really, I had it on lock, a lot of it was on lock. And um, when I left that I had so much in savings. And I told the universe, it was like, I'll never work for another person again. Um, and so show me, show me what the next thing is. And so that was huge for me, because I, I need so much freedom, I am uh, so sensitive. Whereas I don't believe everybody's like that. I believe some people thrive in environments working with a team and with other people. Um, but starting to really get on my authentic path and what served me, you know, and stimulated me and fed me my heart, that was huge for me. That's like, that was a huge healing component. And then that took me so far. And then I had to, like, <laughs> it's like when you kind of hit the roadblock where you're like, okay, I'm eating what I should be eating to be healthy and yeah. I'm taking the supplements and let's, let's do some heavier digging now because there's obviously an emotional, spiritual component that's not being dealt with. Yes, absolutely. I, um, I resonate with this so much. And then I also, you know, find it to be frustrating sometimes to want to create 
change in one area and then to know my focus needs to be in another area because it's calling my attention. And so when you were creating, beginning to create this new business, which is now free and native, how did you begin tuning into that inspiration with such confidence, never having really done it before? Yeah, so that's great. Um, there, I oh, got to answer this one. So one, I was very divinely guided to do this. You know, I said, show me universe, show me what the thing is. And I had three different people come around and say, have you seen that blog, My New Roots? Have you seen that blog? And, and I just know in threes and you hear it louder. I'm like, okay, I'll go check it out. And I did. And I was like, oh, that's, this is the thing. It won't be, you know, food based, but I get it like a holistic blog. I come from a little bit of a design background. I was an actress and a model. Like it just kind of all made sense. Um, and I have a, like, I just felt like I had a great eye. And at the time there was a real, I feel a real gap that existed um, in wellness blogs. Uh, not that I was familiar with too many, but they were all very like granola or very cutesy. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I had a more modern and masculine um, take that I could put into the world. And that just sort of really took off right away because um, I think people were craving that cleaner, modern, and nothing like that really existed at the time. Yeah. And so when I started it, it was honestly, I was so scared. I was afraid everyone would judge me from back home from my conservative town. There was nothing in me that felt confident. I think when I released it, I put it on my personal Facebook a little bit here and there and like I shared at the time an Instagram account with my old partner and I like kind of dribble things out but I was really um, scared and it was actually the feedback from everyone else and people's reception of it that mirrored and helped me expand into feeling confident about it. Wow that's a really honest report back because I don't hear a lot of people saying that, you know, it's, it encouraged them to continue moving forward because they were kind of assured by the universe, but it seems like you're using that feedback through other people, um, to just affirm what you know to be true. Oh, sure. That to me, especially in this process that I teach in manifestation is one of the biggest, like you need that reflection. I call them vision holders. Like they see where you're going far before you do. And you're still, you have that low self-worth and that fear and that shadow that holds you back. But thank God for those mirrors who can help, you know, help you grow into your, your authenticity. Right. And still today, Lacey, as you're continuing to expand your business, and there are so many people in business who are online, who are have online programs, and yet, and I find this being a difficult thing for myself as well, just that it seems, you know, that there's a lot of information saying, you have to do this. It has to be in this voice. It has to be reaching this this number of people. You have to reach people in this way using this this hashtag and this aggressive marketing tactic. And just by tapping into your aesthetic and the way that you promote in the world, it feels like you're not coming from that perspective. And not I at all. and I want to get I want you to give us some insight as to how to feel grounded in your approach and to feel that it's going to work out despite all the noise that's telling you otherwise. 
Absolutely. So I have to thank my dad, I think, credit him, who is a fellow Aquarius and being an Aquarian in general, because I think we're rebels by nature and we don't feel the need to have like formal education. In fact, it feels confining to have that self-education's more a route. Um, so, and I, I always have to think back to the story of my dad, who we always had a second home in uh, Santa Cruz, my grandparents did. And uh, I would remember, like, he would take me on the Big Dipper at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, and my two cousins would be so scared, and they were very sheltered growing up. And and I'd be like, more, yeah. And it was my dad where there just wasn't room <laughs> to like, to be afraid of things in a lot of ways. And, you know, my dad's like an artist inside of himself who just can like draw anything that's phenomenal. And he's just so rogue. So I have to like give a big, um, you know, thanks to that for teaching me to like lead and be and don't care, like everything else will follow. But going into business, so from day one, um, I know, especially when it comes to manifestation, authenticity is the most magnetic. That's what I think we're all um, being guided to become. And we all, the closer we get to peeling away those layers of programming and get into our true authenticity and be unapologetically authentic, uh, yeah. that's when the world can't take their eyes off of someone. So I like to say this in workshops all the time, like, you know, I'll take pop figures that everybody kind of knows but if you look at someone like Angelina Jolie or um you know Gabrielle Hoffman who's the actress she's the youngest daughter on Transparent or if you look at Jennifer Lewis what Jennifer Lawrence what yeah. people don't realize that they're tuning into with those people amongst I mean layered things you know they're obviously quintessentially beautiful yeah. women and there's a lot there but guess what? I have a shit ton of models that are clients that don't have that magnetism because mm -hmm. they're working through their stuff. So I always tell people like beauty, it's not the, it's not that. So there's yeah. many layers, but what it truly is when you look at them in interview and you hear them talk, they're so authentically, vulnerably honest always. They're, they're not doing that ego dance to like do things the right way or so people like me or, mm -hmm. you know, this will help me or any of that. They are just, in themselves, detached from needing any of that ego approval from you. Who knows if that's what's going on, but that's the vibration they're putting off. And they're just so vulnerably truthful. So I always like to say when you carry that into work, um, the more true to yourself you can be, no matter how against the grain it is, that's what's going to take everything much further. My brother once, you know, I have, um, I think he's 21 now, 20, uh, a 20 year old brother. And he, you know, a few years ago was like, Lace, I want to start a blog. Uh, do you think it should be about video games? Cause kids are really into that, or do you, you know? And I told the first thing I said to him was like, Kellen, you make that blog about the one thing that you are more obsessed with and the planet. I, I mean, I don't care if it's a nickel collection because you're going to find the million people out there that are just as obsessed with collecting nickels. So that's the biggest thing that I'll say. And like, as I've been expanding in this year, um, or namely like the last four months really, and taking on a team and really amazing women to collaborate with and help me, uh, there was never a moment where I was like, let me get that marketing person who understands the funnel, like, or whatever the, you know, like the terms are, I don't even know what they are. Mm -hmm. I, I called them in, you know, I manifested them just as I manifest a partner. Like a great example is my incredible, um, assistant editor of the blog. Her name's Lila. 
Lila and on my list it says Capricorn, like younger film experience and she's a Capricorn, you know what I mean? So it's like I hire people or I want to collaborate with people who are A in their authenticity, but they're bringing fresh creativity. It's not like who's going to get me the thing or the whatever. It's who understands the vision and has a vision of their own. And we can bring that vision together much bigger. And who's an amazing expander for me and that in a lot of ways is Guru Jagat, who mm. her stuff, like her promotional stuff, isn't quintessentially like <laughs> beautiful Instagram or like, yes. you know, things that we see out there, the very cookie cutter stuff that, you know, we see, um, no, it's like, what is groovy to them and what really expresses what they're getting across. And that is why the world tunes in is because it's authentic. And so I always tell like, my dream isn't your dream. Your dream isn't mine. Start Mm -hmm. to tap into what your dream is. And a big message I really want to start putting out there is that we're all so different when you're inspired by something that you see, it's not that you have to go create that. Or when you find expanders, it's not that you have to become them. You need to boil down the essence about what it is that inspires you about that and pump that out in yourself. That's your own authenticness. Mm -hmm. So again, if you're inspired by someone who has, you know, like, let's say if they're a blogger or something like that, and you know, you're looking and you're like, that's the life that's, that would be the perfect job. I don't think people know how fucking hard this work is. They don't. <laughs> it's not easy at all. I've so many friends like start them and, and then they fall off the face of the earth with them because it <laughs> takes like a lot of work. But it, like really starting to tap into what that is that you are inspired about what they're doing. It's probably the freedom. It's probably the truth in their lifestyle or what, you know, whatever that is. Now it's time to tap into yourself to see what is my ultimate freedom? What is my ultimate lifestyle? It doesn't maybe mean that you're meant to be a blogger. Maybe you are, but authenticity is what's going to always take things bigger and being as rebellious as possible to be so truly authentic. That is an incredible message and so well put. And I'm wondering if you give your clients, I'm sure, I mean, through your online programs, I know that there are many ways to continuously do this, but if you could give some tips on how to connect with the authenticity inside of us, what would some of those things be? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a whole like workshop that'll be coming out about authenticity later this year because it is so important for magnetism. Um, so Gosh, this is really layered because I think one of the first starts with it is to really unpack. Um, I believe that we manifest from that like zero to 14, sometimes 20 year old um, selves, what we imprinted and took in. That's what our subconscious is still replaying. So to me, unpacking your childhood is huge. Like reparenting is an unblock that I have. But why that's so important for authenticity is because you're going to get in there and you're going to realize where you picked up all the little roots of where you weren't allowed to be loved for who you were authentically. And you're going to reprogram those and you're going to create an authentic experience and nourish what you need to feel confidently authentic. So there's that. And then there's shadow. Like shadows like those are fun. <laughs> those, those are really are, yeah. fun. <laughs> you just have to like if you want to start really integrating and 
and really showing up as yourself and unafraid and unapologetically yourself like you do you just have to address your shadow so those are more like subconscious internal things you can do Another more like conscious practice that I like to share sometimes if I'm just doing a tiny workshop with people is I like people to start really monitoring and looking when they go out in public, say you're going to the baker for the first time, you know, you've never been. And I love them to look and see the ego dance that they do. You know, the lower our self-worth is, the more we have shadow, the bigger our dance is. The more integrated we are with ourselves, the smaller our dance becomes and we're present. So I like to them to start to see and witness that gap (laughs) so that they can start to take that uh, consciousness around it and then like we'll have tons of tools of that later this year what to do with it but one really important just one like tiny exercise they can do say you're headed to the baker for the first time or a dry cleaner or a party you know and and you have that anxiety coming or that dance coming up for you or you're talking to someone who you might admire so that dance is coming up for you I like them to just pause breathe and just really start to see that dance that's happening and how far away that gap is from who they truly are or what they're truly feeling in that moment and then like one conscious energetic practice they can do is surrender it in that moment, like clear their mind and just go into themselves and not need anything from that person, regardless of how scary it is, how vulnerable it feels, how how off guard it is. And what I like people to do with that later that night is start to connect with that version of themselves when they were a child that wasn't allowed to just be whatever they were truly feeling inside, which could have been scared. It could have been tired. It could have been whatever, because that I call that like we have these different personalities or these different loops going on that loop, that Mm -hmm. personality, that one needs to be addressed and it needs to be integrated for you to start feeling safe to be that person in public. And when I look at like, say my most magnetic clients, I'll survey them a lot. That's how I come up with a lot of this work for people. The most, most magnetic ones are completely detached from needing anything from someone in a moment. It's just complete presence and totally themselves, no matter how weird that's showing up or quirky or sad or cool. They're just totally present and vulnerably honest in themselves. So that's just something to start thinking about. It's a lot of uh, mental work they can do getting present. Um, and then there will be support later this year for you guys. Yes. I, I recognize that a lot now that you are describing it in that way, because we've, I've, I have a juice bar in new Orleans and there's a lot of filming that happens around us. And so I interact with a lot of actors and actresses and the funniest thing about them is that they exactly as you're describing even if, you know, I've had some very interesting ones come in who are practicing that type of acting, method acting, where they are in character and they, there's, they're not giving you an explanation as to why they're not trying to make you feel comfortable. They are just truly embodying exactly what they need to be doing in that moment without care or concern for anyone around them, which is a 
is a very interesting and magnetic thing as you're describing it. You'll see that with pretty much every big celebrity and people don't realize why we're being so drawn to them because there's two things every single human on the planet craves. One is connection and love, period. I don't care how wealthy you think you want to be. I don't care what you're manifesting. Truly, once you get that money and you have everything, all you're still craving is connection and love, like real true connection. And the second thing is to be totally loved for exactly who you are. So when we have people on the planet who are, and they might not be embodying it fully, but they're connected with that source Mm. and they're in their authenticity, that's why we can't take our eyes off of them. That's why everything's coming to them because so few people embody that. So that's why we're glued to it. And that is magnetism. Yes, I love it. So I'm glad that you've gotten to witness that. Yeah. Yeah. On the same vein of authenticity, I find too in business that sometimes it feels that my business expression gets ahead of what I've visualized for it. And I wonder Mm -hmm. if that ever happens for you in a way that it then feels like you're reacting and you're maybe you're maybe not incredibly clear on that next step or that next direction or the way that it would unfold had you consciously chosen and so i wonder how you deal with that in relation to business as well and so you're saying like sometimes um, success will happen. That you, is that sort of what you mean or something? Well, just to have a clear example. Well, I get, let me rephrase it a little bit. So say, you know, for, for example, for my business, like the juice bar, there will be opportunities that come in. There will be um, directions that I feel were being pushed in. Oh, yeah. And I, <laughs> I hadn't really, you know, consciously stopped and, and, I'm recognizing in this year, this is my fifth year of business, that there has been a lot that I haven't visualized, you know, for the future. And so it makes it quite difficult to respond in the present from that place. And I wonder if you've ever, if you deal with that a little bit with Free and Native as well. Absolutely. So it's so fascinating because have you done your human design or anything yet with human design? Uh, is that the, is that the very, very complicated 365, the genes, gene expression? No, no. um, no. So it's basically like astrology on crack sort of. Um, And uh, a dear friend of mine is, you know, she's becoming a very popular reader of it, but essentially it takes in astrology, your chakra system, and it takes in I Ching and Kabbalah, the tree of life. And so it was sort of channeled in the eighties. And um, basically anybody I know, myself included, who's had their chart read, it's like, you've never felt so articulated before. Wow. And so it's really cool to, um, she actually, in fact, it's so fresh because she just did another reading for me because I'm like really adamant on really living my integrated life with it. Nothing's made like the most sense to me. And it's, it's so for perspective, I'm a projector and an emotional projector. Um, and so for me, I have to like, in order to make decisions, um, I need people to pause so that I can have a full emotional experience around it and feel it out entirely, which is fascinating because my whole life I'll simmer and simmer and simmer on something for a year and then I'll put it out there. Um, And so for me, luckily, 
luckily I was in a lot of ways pretty in touch with that. So I never jump on something until it feels a hundred percent right. And that I can put it fully in my voice, in my look, uh, the aesthetic, um, until I know how to communicate it completely and entirely from my authenticness. And again, I have to credit that to my dad or being an Aquarius where we kind of just don't give a fuck (laughs) what we want and how. And that is beautiful because I've never really felt the FOMO thing. Like if I don't do this and it won't happen. Mm -hmm. In fact, most of my life has always reinforced if I sit back and I really wait until it's the right thing for me, it'll have the most, the biggest impact. It'll be received because that's another weird thing is I just have this weird gift. Um, it's clear cognizance, so mm-hmm. I can read energy. So it's like I know when one thing happens, another will follow. So it's given me this incredible sense of intuition where I know I never have to act at the front of something. And in fact, when I have like in past experiences where let's say people are taking the more conventional routes of like success and how you do things and they start to get some success, it's really fascinating because I'm, I always have longevity on them. Um, like, you know, I can think of countless blogs who started after I did and they generated all of these followers and like, did, yeah. and now they're not even, they're no longer blog. You know what I mean? And Interesting. it's like, it's cause they, I believe they weren't in their true authenticity. Like they had a formula that they wanted to follow, mm-hmm. but I believe like what pushes and what brings that massive, um, success in whatever capacity success is for a person that doesn't mean money it can be anything it can be like deep love it can be anything it's that you're fully doing what's right for you and how and the way that you see it so that's like my best answer to it I guess is like don't for anyone listening don't be afraid to take that licensing it also shouldn't be an excuse to just sit around forever and not put your idea into the world and again you have to be honest with yourself of which one you're coming at a there's two sides of the spectrum you know the furthest being a if I don't do this, I won't be successful, or this is what I have to do to be successful. This is what everyone's doing. And then the polar opposite side of the spectrum is like, I shouldn't do that. I'm not qualified. I'm not good enough. It's about getting into the middle and being like, nope, this is what's right for me. This is what, this is my voice. This is my style. This is how I roll. That is what's always going to bring everything to you, standing and commanding that power of authenticity. Yeah. Um, so when you are are deciding how to react, not react, how to move forward. A lot of what I've heard you speak about in terms of manifesting is non-traditional. And so uh, giving that A, A, B or A, C sort of ABC sort of perspective that you were just describing, there was a part missing that I was thinking, I'm wondering how Lacey feels about this, which would be, um, I'll wait for the universe to do it for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) this is one I like to talk with clients a lot. Um, uh, It's such a fine line, that one for me, depending on what energy type you're working with or energetic person you're working with, because um, it's rare that we're like fully in that balanced place where we know who we are and we're living our truth and we're totally in that, that person 
trust me, they can wait for a lot for the universe to send it to them. But I also believe that action, um, in many ways, and I'll get into what that means, action is what produces situational magnetism. So, um, like for instance, if you're making a list and putting it out there that like, I want this boyfriend and, uh, whatever, like this type of love and this lifestyle, and you just sit around waiting for it, that's called spiritual bypass, new age manifestation. Um, that's why you don't have it. Yeah. Cause like, <laughs> there's nothing creating that momentum and that magnetism. So again, like the further we are away from that authenticity, that wholeness, that balance, um, the more we're going to have to do to shift things around. And so they call it co-creating with the universe for a reason. Like you have your half you're doing and the universe has its half to align you with what you're wanting. Um, your half, means getting clear on what you want, expanding to believe it's possible, seeing to believe it's possible for you, not settling for anything less, and then also doing what you need to do, whether it's unblocking or it's physically releasing things out of your life, whatever that is uh, making you limited or small, all that is your big portion that you have to be up to doing. Um, and then the universe has the beauty of connecting you and aligning you. And I always like to say when you hear like new age spiritual bypass, I always call it like that, that, I don't know, pop manifestation rhetoric that's like, think positive, visualize. If you are in the frequency, it's going to come to you. Or when they say get into the vibration, all that that means, like all of it together, if you jumble it together and put it into a ball, is that when we like raise our self-worth in alignment with what we're calling in, that's when it comes together. So we have to be in the same self-worth and commanding as the object or the feeling or the success or the thing we're calling in. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so it's a lot. <laughs> right. Because because that is the description of where I feel a lot of the information that is out there meets, but then there's a portion of your information that kind of fills the gap between you know, just uh, raising the vibration and actually having it come to fruition. There is a separation of time and there's a requirement of self in that interim that is necessary for the outcome to take place. And I'm wondering if there's ever been a time where it's been really difficult for you to see that transformation take place with the steps um, for oh. one of your clients. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I'll speak to myself even like, um, so a great example with acting when I was an actress, um, uh, there's many reasons why that wasn't happening. And it, I mean, it was fun. I was like working ish and I had agents and managers and, you know, was doing commercials and I had started a lead of a film, you know, things little were happening, but there's a few components worth really highlighting that people can kind of see a clear example of. Well, when I first moved to LA, I was 17 and a half. I already had an agent. I was already working as an actress, but also, you know, waitressing as well. And I worked at that harder than anything I've ever worked at in my life. I trained constantly. I did everything that I thought I didn't. I, there were points where I wasn't even like going out or having fun. It was just like work, 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 work. And 
But what's really fascinating to look at is if you really see some, or if I were to really reflect on some undercurrents that were going on there, A, I became an actress because my mom was an actress when she was young. I was like living out her dream for her. B, I had the lowest self-worth I've ever had in my life. I had no idea who I was. Um, I mean, my worth, even though on the outside I appeared like a very confident person, my worth was, I don't even know what to equate it to in like a account accountable system. Um, and then I had no expansion. I didn't have anybody around me that was like a truly working actress that was like me that reflected the success that I wanted. So a lot of components were not there to make it happen. So like when I'll meet people who are like, I'm doing all of the unblocked, <laughs> like I made my list, I'm doing my things. Like the things I like to say to them is one, are you authentically calling in something truly that is right for you authentically? Because two things are going to happen if you're not like let's say you're calling out something for ego and I'm very, very lenient on what ego means. Like, to, I'm somebody who's teaching people on the material plane how to have anything they materially want. So I'm incredibly lenient. But I'll give like two very superficial examples, or one superficial example that many people hear me say, but I think everybody can relate to it. If you're calling in a trip to Iceland because you broke up with your boyfriend and you want him and his new girlfriend to see like how great your life is on Instagram, <laughs> that's ego. That's what I was essentially doing in acting. Like, I wanted people to love me. I wanted to be famous and be recognized for everything I hadn't been recognized for all these like very superficial reasons. I was chasing that even though at the time I had myself very convinced that no, it's my passion. It's my dream. I was put on the planet for that, you know, like bullshit. It was all bullshit. Um, and so, or if I, if you're manifesting Iceland because you have this like crazy soul calling to it, you feel super connected to the landscape before global warming ruins it, you know, <laughs> like you just keep hearing Iceland everywhere. That's a whole, that's from your heart. You're being drawn there. So it's like really starting to tap in if what you're manifesting is ego or if it's truthful. So again, if it's authentic or it's not for yourself. Um, so that's one component to be looking at. Because two things will happen if you're manifesting out of that space. One is you're going to receive the biggest lesson of your life to earthquake you back onto your authentic path. It'll just blow up in your face or B, it won't happen. Those are the only two outcomes. And then the second component um, is always, are you expanded enough? So a lot of people who are familiar with my work know what that means. And I believe we're manifesting from our subconscious beliefs. And so if we grew up in a society or a system or a modeling that didn't reflect what we're wanting. So if we're, you know, an actor who's manifesting a very successful career, but we grew up with bankers who always said that that's a hobby and actors don't make money and you've never seen any actors make money. It's going to be a lot of expanding you'll need to do to show your subconscious that that's possible for you. So it's kind of like a deeper, um, more powerful way to manifest than what never worked for me, which was like visualize it into existence. I mean, I visualize shit till I was blue in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing was coming. <laughs> so our subconscious literally has to see to believe that that's possible for us. That's the second element. And then the third is, 
um, if they're doing all this internal work on themselves and like hobbity in their house and they're like, I've done all the unblocks and I know my expanders and yada yada, but they're not physically putting anything into action. So again, they're like physically staying in the same job that's making them small and they're in the relationship that, you know, keeps them small and they're not willing to like go past their fears. Nothing's happening. So it's usually those three components right away. Like if they've been doing unblocked and then they book a session and we hop on for a session and I start to dig around those, they're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. And then you'll see them start to manifest after. So those are important elements to it. Are there some things in your life that are fearful for you that you're working with, um, kind of meeting that sort of place of expanding for yourself that you can allude us to a few things? Absolutely. So we started trying for a baby, I think it was a year ago now. And for me, I, I like, there's so many layers to this as well. I, you know, I had this whole concept that like it would be very hard because I have endocrine issues. So I had that programming was a big thing. And, and then, you know, starting the journey, like I got pregnant right away, but it was a chemical pregnancy. So that was like, oh, it was actually kind of cool. I was like, oh, I can get pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. This is amazing. Yes. And then it's been a really tough journey of like, being on really intense Chinese herbs that make me feel pregnant every month. So that means all of the symptoms and you literally can't like function well. And, um, and then also like now all of the stories around me, I hear so many stories that are programming of like, why people haven't gotten pregnant or, you know, having really complicated deliveries and pregnant, there's just so much going on. So for me, it's actually been this incredible journey now that I've reframed it of like, it's like a self-discovery and a self-journey of really looking at what my truest fears are of, you know, what might be blocking me from even believing I'm worth being a mom or worth doing it or not wanting to, you know, replicate things that happened in my childhood that didn't feel evolved or, or being scared that I'll be so like overcompensating that I'm a helicopter, you know, it's just like shit, it's a journey for me. And so I always tell people like when you're in the thick of that journey, oh my God, like embrace it. It is, it is the most growth you're going to have. Again, the last time I ever dealt with this was when I was acting in certain components. It was like having to really break the layers down and learn who I am truly instead of what I think I should be and living out a life that wasn't right for me. You know, I'm having to do the same kind of deprogramming and unblocking around pregnancy. And it's amazing. It's incredible. And if I do have a kid or I don't, I mean, I believe I do. There's no reason why I shouldn't. But so far, this kid is already the biggest teacher of my life. And that's like, I'm not like freaking out of like, why am I not manifesting this quick enough? It's more like, God, I think I'm growing, you know, 10,000 inches along the process that's going to make me a way powerful parent and a way powerful human, way more powerful entrepreneur. It's really cool. What a beautiful perspective, Lacey. I love that. And what also came up while you were speaking about that experience was that I believe a lot of spiritual-minded people have a tendency to go towards signs from the universe. And mm-hmm. so they there may be people in your same situation or who were in your same situation when you were trying to act who were saying, well, the universe maybe doesn't want this for me. And then they'll, then they'll give up. So what, what happens in your mind? Do you ever go to that place of, 
or do you have such confidence that what you want is something that you are able to attain? Yeah. So again, it's really, really getting into what is authentically right for you. Um, so I always tell people like, because even in my process of manifestation, I highly believe that the universe sends you lessons and tests to knock you into your authenticity, onto your authentic path. Like that's stuff that's never talked about, um, and other like new agey stuff. Um, but I don't believe that that energy, whatever energy you're working with, whether it's source, universe, spirit, your own inner intelligence, it's not a malicious energy. There's nothing there that's trying to punish you. And you were a spirit that chose this body. You're, you were already on that side. It's a very divine, beautiful, karmic uh, alchemy that's happening on this planet. So it's not that you're ever like being punished what you are in my opinion, (laughs) Um, what is happening is it's very, very loudly and usually pretty clearly when we tap in, trying to guide us into our true authenticity of what we're supposed to be doing or what we're supposed to have. And it gets pretty hard. I mean, now with technology of like social media and all the stuff that exists Mm. that we're just constantly being bombarded with what our life should look like and what it should feel like. Um, it, it gets really hard to get quiet and start to learn what's right for you. But I will tell you this, like if your life's hard right now, you're not in your authenticity. So it's time to really start tapping into what that is for you. And every single person on this planet, if you're a soul that got a body, you're unique. You're here for a reason. You have all these choices of free will along the way if you want to lean into that or get very far away from it um, but you do have a bigger purpose everybody does um, whatever that is it's, it's different for everyone but uh, if your life feels really hard it's time to survey if you're actually really tapping into what feels right for you what's right for you what you like versus what you don't like what makes you feel big and good versus small and little um, there's a lot of ways to survey that you perfectly lined up the next question. You, it was, it's as though you may have known exactly what it was. And it, it definitely is referencing the idea of hard work and time. And from my perspective, it's, it's just that every single thing that you create from your aesthetic on Free and Native to the Instagram, to the copy on the Instagram, to the detailed programs that you offer, every single thing looks like it takes so much time and yet it also seems like you have all the time in the world how (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome how did you do it Lacey oh man um so god like there's a lot of ways to answer that um the first that I'll say is when I started the blog, um, I had to do like side things. I had to do stuff to stay afloat. I had a partner who was super financially helpful for me. I mean, we were broke, but he didn't make me go get another job that I hated again, you know? So that's like something that I have to first say, um, when I launched manifestation, I mean, it started making money right away, which gave me more freedom and you know, that and other stuff with the blog has given so much freedom in the sense that I'm allowed to have a team now which is incredible because um you know I always tell people like again having to expand I was so fearful about like my first hire or having someone help me like you know I'm a codependent how am I ever gonna not do someone's work for them and all 
kind of stuff. There's so many fears. I had financial fears, all this stuff. And um, uh, it was actually Carrie Lynn of Cat Beauty as one of my business expanders. And I asked her, I was like, Carrie Lynn, how did you know it was time to finally hire? And, and she said it so beautifully. She said, Lacey, anything I think of, I know someone can do it better. And that was like the last needle that I needed or, you know, whatever to, to mm-hmm. expand into it. And so now like having everyone with me and it's continuing to expand that allows me to really just tap into this work. I mean, I'm still like a full part of the blog and we communicate all of us all day long and stuff, but the goal is for me to be able to channel, which is how I get this information for manifestation and to really like start to hone in and ground into that space as deeply as possible. So I can serve on a bigger level. Um, and then also like handing the cap off, like all the fun stuff to like photo shoots and all that stuff. So that gives me a lot more freedom now. But even when I was holding it down as like a one man person, there were times where I was working 14 hours a day, like, but I loved it. Like I love what I do. And that's what I tell people when you, and I guess it's the old saying that we've all heard, like when you love what you do, you really, it's easy and you, you do it simply. And so there's, I'm not, it's not as magical as it looks maybe. Like I try to be pretty raw and honest a lot of the time of where I'm at or where I've been. Um, but yeah, like my dog almost killed herself last week. <laughs> like, just always going down around here. Um, so it's not, it's not all, but I do have to say a lot of stuff comes pretty easy in this realm to me um, in terms of like the visual and the content and, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it comes really easily to the people who work with me as well are just big creatives. So we like now it's all a video game. It's fun. It's like, how can we create this thing and like play with that so that we can create this for people to have fun with. And so yeah. That's a roundabout answer. It also feels like there are some structural things that maybe you just, you know, to do automatically that maybe don't even seem significant to you. Like, for for example, like when I send you an email, there's an automated response. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my inbox. Like there are things that that feel like they're part of your process that simplify and automate and um do you speak to any of those kind of tactile physical things to ease into this flow of life? Yeah. So like a big thing. And you know who there were two people who expanded me into doing that. It was uh, obviously Tim Ferriss, I think is the best person to get so many business ideas mm-hmm. from. He just, he, you know, the auto response, that's a big yeah. one for him. And my friend Ashley Nee started them. And I said, Oh my God, Ashley, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, you're going to save so many hours in my day yes. um, or so much energy of me feeling guilty of not having the time to get back to people. Um, so that's huge. And then, um, Um, You know, another big thing that saves so much time is I have a wonderful personal assistant right now who works with me and she gets back to like that main email of the emails that have to be addressed. She gets back to the comments on Instagram because for me to do this work. I have to be pretty removed from the comments and from the customer service and stuff like that. It's too, I'm too sensitive for it all. Like it, it just, the energy hits me for a long time. Mm -hmm. So having that like extra support has been incredible for me to be able to really channel and like really, really get the downloads and this information. 
Um, so that's huge. What are other great things? Like, oh, we use a great program as co-schedule, um, you know, which one of one of the girls on my team found that um, it allows us all to have our continuous schedule that we can all like load in everything to from social media to newsletters to blog posts. And all of us can access and write in there and do stuff. And wow, um, I'm writing that down. It's huge. That's an incredible program. That's been life changing. And we put all of our meetings on there and the meeting bullet points because we have meetings for everything. So like we have like a social editorial meeting, we have an editorial meeting, we have like our um, activations meeting, like of, you know, whatever we're talking about and putting out there and better ways to make it more user friendly and all of that kind of stuff. And um, every Friday we have a fun pitch meeting where it's like uh, we come up with cool new ideas of things that are inspiring us. And so it's kind of like it's just about getting super organized. I mean, I think we have like seven Google Docs at one time and spreadsheets that everyone's like adding to. We have an Evernote that people are uploading ideas to all the time. And it's just being very, very communicative and super, super, super organized. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that many people recognize when they look at a business like yours or a business like, like the spiritual aspects of the other businesses that I have that there are so many tactile organizational things that are behind the scenes of them because what they're used to interacting with and interfacing with with you are just beautiful aesthetics and images and things like that. And which is why I think like you were saying originally, a lot of people are inspired to just Oh, I'm going to ha- just have a blog. I'm just going to yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to really have sweet. a podcast. You know, yeah, it's so yeah, simple. Yeah, yeah. It's just beautiful aesthetics and yeah. um it's pretty pictures, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just a lot of fun. There's yeah. a lot that goes on behind the scenes <laughs> and so I'm glad for you giving us a little bit of insight into into that and um I have a couple of other questions about kind of those things and and the, my inspiration and asking them is always that a lot of what comes up for me is always on the business front. And for some reason that is the, that mimics what's happening to me personally. It just comes through business formatting usually. And so a lot of the discomfort that I experience is through that. A lot of the fears that I experience are through that expression and through finances. And, and so all of my questions just sometimes always direct there. And, and yet I've been starting my podcast talking about more of the physical things because there is never one without the other. And it's, mm. and it's also been mimicked in my health as well. So mm-hmm. it's all like full circle and really interesting. But um, a couple of the other um, business questions and kind of just moving into free life and living in the flow is, um, can you describe what it feels like when you are living in alignment? And do you have another description of that that you like? Do you like living in the flow? Um can you give like just like the first few things that come to mind of what it feels like when you're doing that? Absolutely. So for me, again, I think like human design is a great reference for this because it finally gave me the licensing to, um, to be truthful to how much energy I truly have and don't have. Um, you know, so the first reading I ever got was a year ago and, uh, it, it with Jenna and it was a lot, a lot of her, 
the tiny things I remembered from it, I knew I had to make a lot of changes in my life that I was, again, like, it's not crazy that I'm not getting pregnant. And I'm, I've been so in my masculine with work, you know, meaning go, go on, on emails, on Instagram, on everything on. And so now for me, I've actually like broken up with a lot of those things, um, oh. you know, and, and that's been a big, uh, cause I, like, I come from very masculine women and very masculine <laughs> yeah. that I have no sense of, and I'm not talking about like super getting into my sexuality and my feminine. No, I'm talking about just like being, being like a receiver, a nurturer to myself, mm-hmm. playful, free. Um, so for me, and like my particular form of human design, uh, you know, I just actually had her. I was like, literally, Jenna, I need you to lay out what my perfect day is where I'll start, you know, being fully in my flow of full, like really honoring all of my energetic weaknesses or, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And and she's like, you can only work two hours a day. Like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she's like, you need to eat very light, you know, you're a light being. So you have to eat very light food that's very digestible never full um you know so that that's gonna take some curbing because I've been on the real like paleo route which I love um Mm -hmm. but I do notice a significant difference when I eat lighter food um she's like go to sleep before you're tired um wake up naturally these are all things that I do uh but she gave me the licensing to figure out how to be pretty consistent and build a whole team around that so those are those are big components when I'm in my full flow I get to be alone a lot. That's huge for me. I, I need to be alone so much from my partner, from everybody. Um, so that's a big part of my day. Um, yeah, those are big, big things. Freedom's everything for me. That's um, I started to obviously see a lot of health issues when I wasn't allowed to be free. And that means a lot of different things. I wasn't being recognized in love for my free self at work. I was working beyond what I could possibly manage for my energy at the time. And like looking back, especially with human design, working at that preschool, especially in the way I was eating and working and sleeping, like no wonder I I turned into massive endocrine issues. No wonder, of course, I didn't have the energy to support that. Um, And now I'm like really in my, my truth. Like I couldn't have unknowingly and totally ignorantly created a business that fully works for my energy levels now and will. And it's funny because when I left that job, I, even then I knew I wanted to be a mother. And, and so when I was saying like universe show me and I was calling in my next career experience on a list, I said that it was something that I could be a very present mother in. And I've been really creating a business where I'll have that flexibility and that freedom to be present and incorporate that in my life. And so for me and flow means freedom, lots of downtime, lots of alone time, digesting well, light workout, very light. Like that's something I figured out a long time ago with adrenals that when I used to do like two workouts a day, an hour, I mean, it was crazy. My poor body. (laughs) Um, And then a lot of time to meditate. That is so important to me. I do two 30 minute Vedic meditations a day. And to me, it's like, getting my chocolate it's everything um it taps me in i get most of my the biggest channeling from that experience it's when my full nervous system relaxes and by the end of it i've never done heroin but i assume it's what heroin must feel Uh, like it's like yeah that whole description sounds lovely and (laughs) and i think it does i every time i hear this information it feels so 
uh, like juicy and just like, it feels like dessert, exactly how you just described it. Because I, I think that a lot of people are dealing with not only endocrine and adrenal issues, but also all of the symptomatic things as a result. And they don't recognize that to counteract what we've created to be such an imbalance requires so much effort. It so requires much effort. so much time. And and all of those things are just serving yourself. But mm-hmm. it's not enough to just take a bath once a week. No, 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 no. Like now airplane mode is my phone. I only check it three times a day. Like oh so much gosh. stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I think again, like you say, I guess that you're alluding to when your physical body is like, uh, you're either going to make a change or I'm going to take this as shitty as it can go. Like I get it. I'm listening now. I'm really listening. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of it comes from the fear that if you're not participating, if you're not, if you're not in that frequency of that I don't even know what to describe it as, but it's the frequency that I see that is like social media, that is the phone, that is all those things. Like there's a fear that if you're not riding that wave that, you know, your business structure will bend and um, your finances will, or you will become irrelevant, your information will become irrelevant. And um, doing these practices that you're that you're describing for your endocrine system and for your adrenals are not only to take care of that physical sense, but also they contribute to that sense of authenticity that you were speaking of because it tunes you in to what that is so that your messaging and your programming from that place becomes so vitally important. They speak, they speak way beyond that frequency. Oh, I agree. Like, thank you. And I agree because, um, that if I were to like, um, express a fear, I had a big fear. In fact, my friend Ashley niece has been my biggest expander. If you guys are needing like an expander of someone who, you know, like really, really has shut down anything that doesn't feel right and doesn't like follow any structure of what's not right for her body and her heart and what's going on with her. But when she first started those practices, she was really um, an incredible expander for being like, yes, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Um, You know, she'll go six days without posting an Instagram and, you know, she's doing great still like, you know, so it, it, sometimes we need those expanders to show us how, how beautiful it is when we can really get into our authenticness and watch the world show up to us. And that, like, that's a beautiful way when you're in that talking about the universe, just bringing stuff to you, the more you're in that energy and that true authenticity. And I call it a power. It's a power. Uh, that's when things like the platters start getting served to you. It's incredible. <laughs> like I've gotten to witness it a lot. It's magic. So amazing, Lacey. And I ask all of these questions and I'm so guided to connect with, with people like yourself, because I, I really want women especially to feel that we can create we can create something of substance we can create sustainability we can create abundance mm-hmm. and and from this type of messaging because I know that my body doesn't perform well under, you know, a Tony Robbins sort of like Oh god no, yeah. must, you know, like just that that energy it feels combusting for me it feels like i'm going to i i will just check out 
of the planet. And, and yet, you know, when you, when for me myself, like if I'm looking for inspiration or expanders from female business owners and people and women who are creating that abundance and substance, it's sometimes difficult to find still that, that, that the information that we're speaking of combines with that message of abundance, you know, Mm -hmm. it's weird. Why is that? Why? It's because I think so many people are so afraid to to do it, and it, that's why it's so important to find those those expanders who go. You go like, oh, oh, well, they're doing it. I can do it. It, it gives you licensing, and you expand into knowing it's possible for you, and you'll be just fine. And you're going to probably be more successful <laughs> if you're not hiding for other reasons. That's a whole nother thing, like shadowy hiding. Um, if you're actually just advocating for your boundaries and your needs, it creates so much magnetism. Uh, no, I always say is one of the most magnetic words on the planet and yeah. actions. Yeah. So with that, I definitely want to express my gratitude for your putting that energy and that information into the world, because it's so important that more women feel that they can create the life that they want in so many ways, and also be so well taken care of individually, personally, emotionally, energetically, physically. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm grateful for that. And vice versa, that you're you have a platform that's allowing that message to spread and and get louder. Thank you, Lacey. So moving into some of the the ending fun, (laughs) raw talk with Sheena questions. So I preface these with saying if no one could hear your answer. What would mm-hmm. sure. I'm an open book, man. <laughs> I, I'll get out there. Let's go. <laughs> what do you think is happening in the cosmos? Oh, man, I think there's so many things that are going on, especially when you start to look at different uh, points of view or different spiritual thoughts. Like we're in the we're like really in that transition of the Aquarian age right now, which is fascinating. And all these new souls are coming into the planet. Um, I like when I become a conspiracist, there's a lot of stuff going on there with control Mm -hmm. and and I can get really out there on that. And then even it was fascinating to hear Jenna's take um, yesterday in the like human design system of this huge new uh, new way, they call it, I think, of living that's going to be happening. Um, I think it's 2027 that it starts. There's like the old way and the new way, which again, like same thought pattern of the Aquarian age from Piscean age. And yeah, there's a lot going on out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot. Yeah, I don't think it's anything too new. I think cycles, things are secular with new energy. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think shit. I think yeah, so too. Transitioning. Um, do you think that we're moving toward a world of more lush nature, animals, trees, and our connection to it? Or do you see the movement of our world moving towards a gray artificial intelligence, lots of technology type of existence? I see that for sure. But I'm very curious about two generations beneath us of what's going to start to happen with them, Uh, because they're really left with all of the chaos that we've created in the industrial age. So um, I'm super curious to see, uh, A, if they're like, 
fuck this. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm curious to see what those revolutions might look like. And I'm, I'm an, like an, an innate uh, optimist just being Aquarius. But I do believe that currently we're moving towards the, the second much yeah. more right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially in third world countries and stuff like that. Um, I don't think that shift has had the luxury of picking up yet in any capacity, like economically. Um, you know, that kind of innovation takes money. And that's not something everybody has, including us. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, we obviously are more privileged theoretically than, than other countries, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I hope that there's some sort of combination. Like if I could say like the, the most optimal outcome of sort of where we're moving, I hope that we can find a way to live within the lushness of this natural world with technology that doesn't interfere mm-hmm. that's, that's what i hope yeah. um okay plant medicines yes no or otherwise absolutely i like every day i live with plant medicine i think it's so important so 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 important but also so important to listen to what's working for you and not subscribe to all of the outrageous um constantly in your face new things to be using out there i believe you'll be guided to a lot of the medicine you're supposed to be working with um yeah like a resounding yes cool do you do you see them them having a place in your expansive learning how to expand your concepts of reality and consciousness Oh, for sure. Absolutely. A thousand percent. I think you can reach it in far other ways, like especially if you're someone who's prone to checking out or to coping with medicines. Mm-hmm. Um, but absolutely, for sure. That's why they were created, you know, is to do that. Cool. And then I think a lot of people abuse them. I agree. I agree as well. Top three wellness tips for endocrine or hormonal health. Blood sugar stability, number one, like first and foremost. For me, that has to unfortunately be animal protein in the morning until after the cortisol drops after 12. Like I wish it weren't the case, but it's the only thing that has been pure medicine for me. Um, And then second is sleep, like above all. If anybody asks me, like, what's your number one, uh, after all the shit I've tried, eaten, tested, done, (laughs) out there, sleep is the most important thing for your body, bar none, like, period. Without that, there's nothing. I don't care what superfood you're eating, (laughs) like, what out there biotechnology you're working with. Um, So that's two. And then I really do believe this, like, this is going to be pretty out there, but Um, I work with this angel frequency healer who's been the most uh, profound like healer I've ever worked with for my endocrine system. I mean, he's taken me to a place of healing and balance that I don't, nobody's ever done. And it's, it's someone you go to when like nothing else is working. I mean, he literally works with angel frequencies. So it's like, it's when all hope is lost and he is so magical but he'll say it very clearly. Um, when I'm treating a patient of mine who's like from another country that's not dealing with um, all of the 
programming we receive in the Western world, it's much quicker to heal them. So I believe that there's a sense of neuroses that can create disease in the body, being a little too overexposed, a little, is, isn't it crazy that most people in the wellness industry have an issue and it gets worse and worse? Why? They're overly exposing themselves constantly and constantly and constantly of yeah. new things. And when we do that, we're creating neural pathways, we're creating beliefs, we're, you know. Yes. So for me, it's been... Um, a lot of detaching and a lot of checking out of all that information and just really becoming a normal human being again. That's a, that's an incredible suggestion and an incredible tip because it, it speaks to the physical beyond the physical, which is, oh, totally. you can't have a conversation of the physical. I don't believe anymore that's viable without doing that. Um, it's really funny because I I am not someone who's, it's not a time in my life where I'm trying to bring in children and I don't um, interact with very many children or babies. But before we started speaking, I wrote a question about bringing in the next generation of children and I had no idea Mm. why. So it's really funny that you were saying that you're working on manifesting that. And the question about that was, let me see if I can find it. Um, Based on what you've learned about manifesting, what would be some of the guidelines that you might use to raise a child to be a master manifester of their own health and happiness? Absolutely. This is the one I love to address. Um, So I believe, you know, speaking from someone who has not had a child of my own, but has raised three siblings that are incredibly younger than me. um, So I have pretty good experience in it. And also having been a preschool teacher briefly, I believe that the best possible thing you can do to raise a child to be a good manifester is a let them show you who they are and stop putting your shit and programming on them or your structure or whatever your you think your child the training technique is that you're investigating of how to raise your kid let them bloom in front of you and show you who they are and then very gently um guide them you know um so that's one component allow them to unfold their authenticity to you and don't put your shit on them i don't care if they're transgender to blue like Mm -hmm. let your kid be who they are they have a far greater plan to be on this planet than you do and your plan is going to be the only thing that fucks them up from doing that so that's one. Two, everyone's going to fuck up their kid, period. It's just, <laughs> that's just the way it is. But there's a few things you can give them to be an incredible manifester. One is confidence, absolute confidence. And that means self-esteem. And you can't give that to a kid if you don't have it in yourself. So go work on yourself before you can give that to a child. Um, that is what will make them purely the most incredible manifester, A, being allowed to be who they authentically are, even if it's weird, it's loud, it's crazy, it's insane. Uh, and allowing them to be confident in that, of how incredible and unique they are at that. Um, three is believe in everything that they they bring to you and do. So if they come to you one week and they're like, I want to be a photographer, go, even if you don't have money, trade something you have to get a used camera and do trades of whatever your service is to find them an expander. That means a photographer who's already doing what they want to be doing, expose them to that um, so that they can see what the success of that looks like. They can see how it works behind the clock that like if you were to open up a clock that if you do A, B, C, and D, it results in being a successful photographer. It'll be very simple for them to become that. And then again, if they come to you three 
weeks later and it's that they want to do soccer do the same thing with soccer do not limit their beliefs kids are just figuring out their stuff they're trying things on and the same thing applies with don't make them continue to finish out something they've started some kids are meant to try a, a ton of things some kids are meant to fall flat on their face to learn that it didn't work for them there's so many different types of children and energy but if you do not believe in them if you don't give them confidence if you don't allow their authenticity to flourish and if you don't uh, send them expanders and believe in their capability those are the three things that are not going to make them good manifestors. That is an incredible message and a beautiful message to end on because I think that people who didn't have that experience as children could give themselves that experience today. Like start with reparent now. Like go give yourself all of that and reparent and then blogged. Done. (laughs) Um, So Lacey, just to end, just to give people an idea of how to connect with you and some programs that might be available now or coming up very soon, could you just give the audience a ways to connect with you and to do those those workshops that you've been alluding to excellent yes so basically you can find me at freeandnative.com and the way that the workshops even came to light is that i'm booked out until as of now until november of this year and so people were like "Ah, i can't work with you i want to learn how to do these unblockings because my process rather than think positive has you dig deep into the subconscious and do hypnotic work and unblock your limiting beliefs that are preventing you from manifesting. So that's naturally how the tools, which you would find on my page, came to light. And so on the website, you have fully my full formula for manifesting, um, you know, which is a video workshop. And then you have the unblockings, which are very, very important to allow you to remove anything that's standing in your way of your magnetism. So there's what's going on there. Um, And then what we're actually just about to launch, which is so exciting, is called Supported. So it's for people who are in those workshops who, again, can't get into, you know, a session with me that they still have the support. So it's going to be a subscription-based, very affordable subscription-based program where twice a month um, people who email in their personal questions and what's going on in manifestation or their curiosity, I'm going to, to lecture on for a full hour just answering it in a video which will also be audio so that they have that continual support um you know collectively while they're i'm just trying to think of like how i can service so many people so wide um where i don't have the capacity to to work with that many people and also like my priority is to make them as affordable and cheap as possible because i'm trying to make them for the me at 25 who couldn't afford um to do anything so mm-hmm. that's uh, that's what's going on right now so the options are you know wait until november for a private session with you a couple of different um online workshops right yeah unblocked like, so- Right now, I'm not even taking new clients on until that that wait list gets okay. smaller. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. well, I take the session off your mind. <laughs> okay. Yes. But then, everything yeah. everything is on free and native, and I will I will link, of course, to that. But there are many options, and truly, as well for me, like I receive so much inspiration from what you are publicly putting out there as well. So I encourage my entire audience to just connect with you in whichever way feels good, but just to connect and to begin that communication and that connection with such an incredible um, air of of a new way of living. 
in so many different aspects of one's life, but mostly just the direction towards health and happiness and abundance and freedom, freedom, free and native. Such a perfect name for you, Lacey. How weird. I didn't even know um, back then. And the last note I wanted to tell people too, who maybe don't feel super called at this moment to, uh, to sign up for anything we have, which I had no clue this would become a thing, but a few people requested to open up a Facebook group. Um, and so we did, and it's taken off like wildfire, <laughs> like deep communities happening in there. There's now circles that people are holding in different cities who are working through this work. So I totally encourage people to, I mean, that's free and to just pop in there and start like building your community with your questions. Yeah. And, and it's such a cool spot. And we have one newsletter a month that's like pretty dedicated to the people in the Facebook group of like new things and different things they can try for themselves. Um, And then that's their great support to communicate about it. So I just wanted to share that as well. So wonderful, Lacey. Thank you so much for being here. I feel very honored and blessed that you took the time to speak with me. Oh, I'm grateful. Thank you. So um, we will connect again, I'm so sure. And I, I, again, really encourage everyone to just absorb and be with a lot of the information that you gave today because it was incredible and so inspiring and so high level. And to connect with you on this this third dimensional plane as well in whichever way feels good to them. So amazing. Thank you, Lacey. Thank you so much. We'll connect again soon. Bye. (laughs) Bye.